1: GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at gm.com. GM, everybody in.
0: What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell World on Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place, so if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. You know the rules of the game, you know the rules of the game, I don't care what color, can you make me a hundred
2: million, let's
0: talk money, can you make me that, if you can't
2: make me that,
0: I'm going to talk to you.
2: You shouldn't
0: even get this tape. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing
3: after people. All I know is run money marathon.
0: Do five
2: years of this and be a millionaire
1: and go on, do what I want to do have kids go live my trip and join a games like out here in Texas or
3: struggle for next week. The choice is yours.
4: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show.
0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Blackwell Renaissance Podcast. David Bellar, one-fourth of the Blackwell Renaissance, checking in with my co-hosts. Fellas, how y'all feeling?
4: What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Jalen here, checking in. Feeling great, man. It's a lovely Saturday. Got some great guests I'm ready to talk to. How the rest of y'all doing, my brothers? Feeling good, feeling great, man, on a lovely Saturday. I'm just excited for this podcast. This podcast is long overdue. Long overdue. Long overdue. How you doing, Jared? Man, I'm chilling. I can't complain too much, bro. I'm just enjoying this lovely Saturday as well. Ready to get into this podcast, man. I'm excited for this one.
0: Oh, so without further ado, we're going to just get ready to introduce y'all to our guests. It's a super dope couple right here out of Dallas, Texas. Um, they debt-free as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> $114,000 worth of debt in twenty under 24 months. Yeah, NBC, ABC, all over the place, man. They, they doing the damn thing. Uh, the Hartramony, Anthony,
4: and Janika Hartzai. How y'all doing?
1: Very good. Great We're good. introduction. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank
4: you guys for having us. <laughs> thank you. He said he'd been watching Sway. try to get his introductions done. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to get my Sway <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a Solid intro. <laughs> but thank y'all for coming to our show. Uh, we really appreciate it. I know uh, David had connected with y'all whenever we had an event. That but was like last, last year, bro. October yeah. it was like August, bro. August, August last year, yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Like <laughs> yeah, over a year ago, it was an event that we had teamed up with some uh people with out of Dallas and I know I remember when he came back. He was telling us about y'all and we were being supposed to get this rocking and rolling, So we ready really yeah. ready we to get this. We appreciate
0: y'all coming on. So, no problem. getting kicked off. We going to start it how we always started for everybody that may not be familiar with y'all. Can y'all tell us who y'all are and like how y'all got started.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I'm Janoka, And I'm Anthony. <laughs> and we're born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Got married uh, May of 2016 and then moved down to Dallas June, 2016. And then we started our debt-free journey January,
3: 2017.
1: We had $114,000 of debt. Uh huh. And I wasn't really on board initially, but I got on board and we basically paid off all our debt by raising our income mostly versus cutting it back and we did that within 23 months we set a goal of like paying off on my 30th birthday and we were able to do so that's the condensed version yeah. i'm sure we're we'll,
3: we'll getting more since inside. then we started a uh, six-figure cleaning business here in dallas multiple six figures at this point mm-hmm. we are not cleaning houses ourselves we work with independent contractors we also have a car rental business we also watch dogs so we've done a ton of things and we're continuing to continue. And we just got an investment property. Yeah. So, hey, so continuing to build wealth and, yeah. and share family stories.
4: <laughs> hey, I love to hear it. And I just kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into like, what was that epiphany whenever y'all realized, mm-hmm. hey, we need to get rid of this debt or like we're way over leveraged. This is a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't, I don't know if it was necessarily an epiphany because, you know, mostly we had, what was that? 2016 Christmas, we had just bought all Christmas gifts and we used our credit cards for all of that. And so we're like, ah, you know, having to pay this back now is coming from our savings. So then also 2017, I said that I wanted to travel more and save more. And he was like, well, we can't do, we can't do both of those. So we got to figure it out. And so that's when he started listening to podcasts and reading books and stuff like that. And that's when we got on board to start doing this. So it wasn't anything bad that happened per se. It just was like, You know, when he started listening to podcasts, he saw that other people were doing it and that it was possible. And so he was like, well, we could do this. And that's how we started our journey.
4: Jared, you got something, my brother? Yeah, I was just going to say, I found it really interesting that y'all decided to go the direction with increasing your income versus trying to, like, decrease your expenses and stuff. That's usually the direction everybody, like, popularly tries to go.
0: What made y'all decide to go against that? Yeah, it was mostly her. Uh,
3: Me she, here. <laughs> because she still wanted to enjoy her lifestyle. So right. visiting family back in New York. Yeah. We, during, the, during the time we paid off debt, how many trips did we go on?
1: Yeah, we still went on about like seven to eight. Locally, mostly. I don't think it would be that. We went on one international, Hawaii, but we were planning that before we even started the journey. So we were so traveling, traveling
3: back to New York three, four times. We went to D.C. We went to Miami, Florida. Yeah. Visited family. And her biggest thing was, I don't want to give up my lifestyle. And uh, we've been married for four years and it was, you know, happy wife, happy life. So right. I was like, how can we allow you to still enjoy your lifestyle without me trying to kill you to pay right. off this debt?
1: If it was up to him, we would have did it in probably 15 months. We would have did it in me. one year,
3: probably. <laughs> I
1: just was like, there's no rush. We're paying it off. What's the, what's the rush here? Like, we're going to do it anyway. So like he said, I needed that balance. So that's why we went that route.
0: It's, it's real beauty in that story. I love hearing that because it's like, I think a lot of people need to hear that because you normally, when you think about it, you think about it like it got to be like this whole sacrifice. I ain't got, I can't have fun. I can't do anything. But y'all really still attacked it. Y'all got rid of the debt while building businesses, while doing all these things together. It's really a good example for people, I think, because the goal should always be to use your money to improve your life, not just like live lesser all the time. Yeah, I I just loved it. I love hearing that. Yeah. So.
4: What was one of the first ways y'all really attacked increasing that income? What was one of the first side ventures that you kind of looked at and say, okay, I think this could work. This could start us on our journey.
3: So the first thing was a lot of, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of people think about, I want this sexy side hustle. I want to start this multi-million dollar business. And I'm like, the first thing we could do is pick up another job. So we got, you know, nine to five, we work, we, I'm a director at an IT firm. She's a manager of mental health counseling. And from five to 10, we were all free. Uh, We don't have any kids. What we have is our dogs. So first thing I did was pick up a job. I started working at uh, Equinox, which is a high end um, fitness gym, fitness center. And um, I was working there from five to 10, you know, Monday through Saturday as much as I can. Yeah. And um, (laughs) she was working a lot. I was working. working. I was like, well, I need to do something. Let me let me start working.
1: So I started working um, front desk there as well. That was the first thing that we did. And so, I mean, it really started at $9 an hour, honestly. I eventually became a manager of this so started making more. But even with the amount we were working, we were still able to bring it in between $700 to 1000 a month just off of that.
3: So, and that $9 that an hour, possible. you know, it sounds unsexy, but at the end of the day, yeah. that was $1,000 extra that we had a month. And it was like, you know, $9 an hour wasn't going to change our life, but we knew it was just the mindset around just compounding that. We wasn't taking, you know, we wasn't taking that money in spending it was like all right if we're going to travel we're we going to pay off this debt that's what that money's going towards so it just started adding up from there so that was the first
1: first thing that we did
3: mm-hmm. and the second thing we did we started um renting out our car i got a brand new um infinity when we moved down here and i was like listen how can we pay this car off as soon as possible so i started renting it out on um com, which is a peer-to-peer car rental platform so got a lot of renters and it got to the point where I didn't want to rent out my car anymore, so I started raising my price. It was like <laughs> started at 40 and then I moved it to 45, 50, 60. I got all the way up to 80 dollars a day, and people kept renting it out. I'm like, all right. But well, once we paid it off, he's like That's I, I took it off. That's it. That no more. Because it wasn't bad. I didn't have any issues with the car, but it was just my anxiety. like, oh you know, I got a brand new baby and I'm just giving it out. Everybody bought the car back in good condition. We had one incident, but I was it was just anxiety provoking. So I pulled it down. We paid up that car in a year.
1: And then we were watching dogs, because like you said, we got a dog when we moved down here.
3: So we started,
1: since I work from home full time, even pre-COVID, so we were watching dogs at home as well. Um, What else were we doing? Let me see. Oh, I'm a therapist, so I started working at a private practice.
2: Who needs an
0: alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Also, so even though that's part of my career, it still was a side hustle. I was bringing good money in, and I was working there three times a week. So we were just hustling.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Anything I could fit around our lifestyle at the yeah. time. So
4: yeah, yeah, y'all was y'all was really getting it out the mud.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> like how many different streams you had? Regular job, nine to five. You had the, the second job. Then you had the Turo, mm-hmm. the walking the dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you picked up your therapy job too. That's five right there. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. So how did y'all still find the time to manage to still enjoy each other and really just find that time to really focus on yourself mentally, too? Because I know sometimes entrepreneurs are we set ourselves on a goal and we kind of run ourselves crazy trying to obtain that goal. How yep. did y'all still maintain that lifestyle while also working on all of these other things?
1: Well, I think it was balance because I wouldn't allow us to run ourselves crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he would do that. That's him straight and narrow. He would just go, but I wouldn't allow that. But also with all of our side hustles, they were very flexible. Yep. So we could always say yes or no. Like at Equinox, they knew that we had a full-time job. So our managers, if they required other people to do 20 hours a week, it would only be 15 for us or whatever. They'll be flexible in that route.
3: We but could always was, say. But that was know. also important too, because they knew we had nine to fives. and knew we had a journey to complete. But we were always professional. We were always on time. We will always go above and beyond. So they allowed us to get some flexibility there. So it was like, all right, they see me coming from work, you know, in my suit and I'm coming in and stripping down to like the janitorial clothes at Equinox. So they was like, all right, we know he's grinding. So we're going to allow these guys some flexibility. We were getting hours. We shouldn't have gotten. We should have, we were getting a whole bunch of perks that we probably shouldn't have gotten just by being professional at Mm -hmm. all times. And then like the
1: dog, we could always say, no, we're not watching it. Car, we could always say, no, we're not renting out the car. Same thing with the private practice. I could close my calendar. Yep. You know what I mean? So with all of them being so flexible, that's what allowed us to do all of these things at once. Because if it wasn't, if it was like retail, like I had to be there a certain time, then yep. that probably wouldn't have worked for us. But the flexibility is what allowed it. And so when we realized, okay, we are doing date night, like it had to be planned a week ahead because we yep. got to make sure we're not working that weekend or whatever brunt. Somebody's coming into town. However, you know, we balanced it that way.
3: And it even got to a point where at the gym, I was working a lot. I was losing weight because I would, um, I'm coming home from work and I'm going straight to work again. So my eating was off. Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting to the gym as much. And I was like, damn, I'm feeling just tired. So, There was a point where I just took off a week and I was like, wow, I'm losing weight. And then I took like a month off and I went back in. I gained I gained all of that weight back. And they was like, oh, you've been working out. I'm like, I just haven't been working here. So (laughs) just being mindful and just trying to, you know, make sure it fits your lifestyle and not overdoing it.
4: I got a question. So if if there's a guest or there's a listener out there listening and they have a lot of debt, what would be your advice as far as how do they
3: start the process of attacking that? I would say knowing your numbers, first off, because you talk to people all the time and, you know, no one really wants to know what that number is. It's like we told people, I was like, oh, I have no idea because I never calculated it, because I never yeah. thought about paying it off. So knowing how much debt you have to pay off is going to be ideal just by calculating all the all the expenses you have, all the student loans, car loans, whatever it may be. So knowing what that end goal is, is will probably be the first step for us.
1: And then we would say budgeting and the way yeah. that we would say to do that is like printing out your statements and credit card statements for the past three months to kind of get a pattern of how you're spending to see where your money is going and budget for everything. I think people just think you're budgeting for your rent and your car or whatever, but Those we still expensive. budget for restaurants. I mean, cause we still plan to eat out. If you don't plan to, then don't budget for that, but yeah. we still budget for different things. Uber, Lyft, yeah. brunch. You know, we were, we were budgeting for all travel. Of that. Travel. And whatever was like left over is what we would throw to the debt. And when I say left over, meaning like once we put budget in everything, then we would throw that, we would throw that to the debt. So like you said, knowing your numbers, budgeting,
3: and then probably like a, a debt snowball um, thing. So listing your expenses, yeah. listing your debts from smallest to largest is what mm-hmm. we did. You can do the opposite, which is the snowball, the snow avalanche, which is highest to lowest, but we did highest smallest. Interest, I think, right? huh? Highest interest. It would just be highest. Oh, just highest. So we listed our debts from smallest to largest, and what that allowed us to do was, if we had like a two thousand dollar credit card, we would just put the minimum on everything else and just focus on that two thousand dollar credit card. Once that credit card is paid off, you now move those payments to the next debt, and what that did was it allowed us to start getting that snowball where we're starting to see we're paying off debt. Now, if you start from the largest to smallest, or let's say highest interest rate, that may be you know twenty, 000, thirty thousand. And you may you mean, be a year stuck. You mean, yeah. So now you're like, oh my God, I got $20,000 to pay. And now you're focusing on that one debt, which means that you're probably going to start doing other things and not focus on paying off that debt. So. And just starting from the
1: smallest, like you said, allows for you to celebrate those small goals. As exactly. As well. So if you, you know, did that 2000, you can celebrate however you choose to. But
3: yeah. yeah. We got one of my close friends. He was like, he's going to start my credit card. So he, he took his smallest three credit cards and he sent me a text like a month later. All right. I paid all those credit cards off. I'm moving on to the next debt. He was like, those debts are just lingering there because he wasn't even trying. He's like, I'm putting a minimum, with whatever. But he said, I'm gonna put those smallest to largest. He paid those off. He's like, I'm moving on. So that's definitely a major key for us, too. Jim. Did y'all use any balance transfers? Um, we did it. We would I would only say no. use a balance transfer if you have a high, extremely high credit card that you, let's say you got five thousand or ten thousand dollars that you feel like it's like twenty percent interest. You know, you're not going to pay it off, especially if you're not going to focus on it. I would, if you're not going to pay it off in the next, you know, couple months, balance transfer that to a, let's say you have a zero APR for like a year or a year and a half. Um, that would be something I would use a balance transfer for.
0: So I kind of want to, kind of want to dive into the cleaning business because
2: okay.
0: y'all with everything else y'all were doing, whenever y'all started out, y'all kind of crafted it around y'all lifestyles. Yeah. So how did the cleaning business come into this?
3: Yeah. So we started the cleaning business in November, 2017. Yeah. But the idea actually came around in what, March, 2017. As usual. <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to a podcast. Um, and it was about this, this college student who was bringing in $10,000 a month um, cleaning houses. And I literally Googled him, started searching for him, reached out to him on Facebook. And, um, and he told me like the basics of it. And I'm like, all right, let me start finding other information about how this could be done. Mm-hmm. So, um, Found information, brought it to her back in March, and she was like, "I'm not with it." Yeah, no, that was it. <laughs> I was
1: like, "I was like, why Truth. would we? Why would we start a cleaning business out of all things that were, First of all, we have all this going off. We're paying off our debt. Who said we got time? Who said we got money? It was just a lot."
3: And um, the idea for the cleaning business was to help us pay off that debt. Right. That was the original right. idea of it.
1: And then I just the other part of it was that we had never discussed running a business or owning a business or having a business. So it's like. How do we start? How do we are how are we gonna know how to run this? And yep. so all those things was kind of what came into mind for me as to why I shut it down.
3: So um, then from there, she came. I brought some more ideas, I brought some more information around it. Pretty much a business plan presented it to her, like, here's what we're gonna do. Right. We're not gonna <laughs> clean houses, here's how we're gonna formulate it. She's like, All right, let's give it a shot.
1: So right. from there. Yeah. And then we started it. And honestly, I think with all the side hustles that we were doing, it allowed for us to still pay off debt and start a business yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Because it it's a low startup
3: um, business in general.
1: Yeah. It is a low startup as well, but it still gave us that you know extra money that, yeah, we could have thrown to the debt, but we figured, like he said, it was going to help us pay
3: off the debt so we can, we can put it towards it. So yeah, that's kind of where it started at. Gotcha.
0: So after you got the information from the guy and all that, like, what was the first steps in this? Because I know like, people here, y'all got a cleaning business and y'all don't have to clean any houses. So how can somebody get to that point? Like, cause you know, you think a cleaning business, you mm-hmm. gotta get this broom, I gotta get this mop. I gotta, I gotta go buff I these go floors. Go, yeah, let let go, me go, just <laughs> yeah. So like, how are y'all doing that?
3: So the first thing we did was we were like, we're not going to clean houses ourselves. So it was like, do we start getting the jobs for us? We find people to do the jobs for us. And that was the big, biggest thing. Um, which we have, we talk to our students about this all the time. They struggle between getting the jobs and getting the cleaners. But we know the biggest struggle is gonna be finding people to do the work. So the way we phrase it, we work with independent contractors. And the way we phrase it to them is that we're going to be able to find you more business and we're going to split the business, you know, 60, 40, 50, 50, or 40, 60 the other way. And if you're a mom and pop shop, you already, all you do is, you know, word of mouth. You don't have any online presence. You don't have anything on Yelp, Google, Facebook. All you know is your customers Talking to other potential customers. Mm-hmm. So, um, first thing we did was found the contract that was a very important part for us.
1: Also, we got, I mean, now our people don't have to do that, but of course, we got an LLC and then we got a lawyer involved to check our contract that we're giving to contractors for me because he's like, we can find a contract online and it'll be yeah. perfectly fine. And I'm like, no, 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 we have to do it the right way. We need to make sure a lawyer checks this over and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that was the added expense that we added in that other people now do not because our students were able to give them the same contract that we use. And so, yeah, people always ask, like he said, about do you get the contractors first or the jobs? And I say, well, if you get the job, who's going to clean if you don't have anybody? You're going to be cleaning. So <laughs> I would say definitely get the contractors first because usually, like he said, the contractors, they have other jobs. So they're not necessarily sitting waiting for you. You're just adding on to their, you know, roster, or adding on to the, the workload they have for the week.
3: And then our first job came Thanksgiving day. We were, we just launched the business. We got our contractor and then um, we post our jobs everywhere. So we're on Thumbtack, we're on Yelp, we're on Google. People can find us everywhere. So at that point, you, we already have a website. You can find us and book us online. So we got our first booking on Thanksgiving day. We were with family celebrating. We just launched the business. We got a cleaner. We got a job. Now, that, now pretty much what we're going to do is pair those two together. Mm-hmm. We're going to send a cleaner to do that job. Client only contacts us. And then we take our split from that. Mm -hmm. So we pretty much own the, we own the client or we own the business Mm -hmm. and we just send the jobs to the contractors to do the job. Right.
4: And how are you contacting these clients, the contractors, because you said they don't really have too much online presence. So how, how are you going about finding these people who don't, who aren't too tech savvy, but still need that business?
1: So that's I mean, from the beginning, it's gonna be three years this November. That has been always the hardest thing is finding contractors. And we saw finding everybody good, that, contractors. good contractors. I should say. You're right. We tell everybody that from the beginning when you're starting this business, that's gonna be an ongoing process and always be hiring, is what we say. Yep. Our best contractors has come from referrals. So a contract that we work with they're like, oh, I have a friend that Who's does looking it or work? working for more work or a family member. That's been our best ones that we found. But there are out there, like we post from we post on uh Craigslist, we post on in Facebook groups, we post on care.com.
3: So, there's place, people there's people yeah. looking on there. Same um, places you would find any other person who's looking for work. Yeah. And the purpose is that you find these people who don't have that online presence, so they know that their marketing is not that good. So right. Craigslist is a big one. We told, we show our students like These are your competitors. They got this horrible ad. They got this phone number that you got to call for a quote. But our clients just find us online. They book us online and they pay us online. And they don't ever have to contact us. Mm -hmm. I was talking to one guy today. We had a virtual assistant, but since COVID hit, we would have all the phone calls come to us. He's like, I'm on your website right now. I didn't have to call you, did I? I'm like, listen, we can talk through this. If you want to feel more comfortable, we can talk through this. He's like, he's asking me all the questions that he's looking at online. And he's like, yeah, I could have just did this myself. I could have saved you time. I could have saved myself time. Like, that's the purpose of it. Yes, sir.
1: There's a lot I get like that. But, I mean, you just talk through it with them. Maybe they just want to speak to somebody. I yeah. don't know.
3: Because I'm telling you the same information you see. He's like, so what's included? He's like, wait, I found that link on the website. He's like, just, <laughs> he's like, just hold on for one more minute. So, um, that's how we find the people.
4: <laughs> but that's crazy because it speaks to the power of having an online presence. Yes. Yes. And because I know a lot of times, especially in our community, us as entrepreneurs, we want to get started, but we don't want to go online or mm-hmm. we're like, hey, I'm gonna just try word of mouth. I'm gonna just tell my family and friends, but we don't understand that once you have that online presence, you're able to start getting inbound marketing. People are already searching for it. You just mm-hmm. have to know how to get in front of their face. So right. now you could be sleeping and you can still wake up to two, three clients who exactly. just booked some appointments versus you, I'm taking eight hours out of my day during this eight hours. I'm, Cold calling this amount of people. I'm putting this amount of energy in it. But no, if you have the online presence plus cold calling, now you're really able to maximize your efforts.
3: I agree with you 100%. We get people yeah. who book us two, three, four in the morning. It's like, who the hell's up looking yeah. for a cleaning business at four in the morning? But for sure, we'll wake it. up and we'll see like two, three emails in there saying new booking by customers. So, yeah. um, the only time we've done physical marketing is when we went we went door to door one day. It was the
1: first time. I <laughs> it
3: was the first and only time. It you, was like 92 You guys are in Texas. in Texas. We <laughs> were we had our suits on and we were in Ooh. Texas. We <laughs> were putting flyers under doors, and we I, didn't get now one I, call. He was pissed. I was <laughs> we printed out these beautiful flyers. We don't need flyers for these businesses either, most of the time. But yeah, we had flyers, we had them made, designed, customized. We were out walking door to door. Walking one, the beat. One complex putting flyers under doors. We didn't get a single call, single, not single text, not one. I said never again. Yeah, and that was we, one and done. <laughs> but it was good to try it so we could tell the story. But right. But now we just do online
1: marketing. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you know other people, you could do other marketing. That's fine. But right now, we only do online marketing.
3: Listen, we had people and we wanted to be out there doing door to door. I'm sure we'd have a ton more business, but yeah. we're very comfortable with people finding us online and us not having to hire somebody to go out there and do it or mm-hmm. hiring people or just going in and doing it ourselves. Right.
4: So what's your online marketing, are y'all doing strictly like SEO or are y'all using pay-per-click advertisements? How are y'all getting y'all brand out in front of those people?
3: Combination of all the above. (laughs) So um we started with doing thumbtack, um, which is pretty much just like an Angie's list. Like an Angie's list, yeah. So people are looking for businesses. You go in, you pitch them, and they respond, and it's pay-per-click or pay-per-conversation. From there, we moved over to Yelp, which is where we are currently. And that's a pay-per-click as well. You could post for free methods. We post, you could post on Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. You could go to nextdoor.com. Craigslist was free, but now they charge you like five dollars to post on there, but we don't do much Craigslist at this point. We don't do much Facebook. So, yeah. and then SEO is our, Facebook our
1: ads is another one, but we haven't yeah. gotten into that,
3: but yeah. And then our biggest thing is SEO right now. So um kind of managing Google people type in cleaning service, Dallas, Texas. We're on the first page now, but SEO becomes very expensive. We didn't do it from day one. Yeah. We're on year three at this point. So now we pay for SEO to kind of make yeah. sure we stay on that first page at least.
1: So our main strategies are SEO and Yelp right yeah. now.
4: And that's really great because it's playing to Anthony yeah, I was, was going to ask about too. That. Yeah, because you're in IT. So I'm pretty sure y'all didn't initially had to come off that money no. up front.
3: No, we tell our students, we try to show you the most... Cost-effective ways, but it's gonna be the most time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in Facebook groups. so I was on next door posting yeah. every other Facebook day. Groups
1: of like mom working from moms working from home looking for cleaners. We were posting there, like, and we got some people
3: from there too. And if you um, and if you're consistent on it, you'll find people all the time.
1: You can. The thing about SEO is like it's really expensive. I mean, some people you can start from the beginning, and we have like like a not a coworker, but somebody that had a business that started around the same time as us that she started from the beginning of SEO. And she did, she took off, but she also didn't have a work-life balance. Like she was dying out. So like so she yeah. still had a nine to five and she was doing all this stuff. And so I'm like, we don't need, I don't want that. Yes, it's more money, but I still need to live. This is okay. I don't need to be going that hard essentially. So we were right able to time.
3: kind of grow organically, but yeah, yeah, SEO, it's major. We recommend it if you can afford it day one. Yeah, But yeah, our clients find us a lot and that's how we kind of manage the business.
4: Okay. Sure. In- just for anybody who can afford it, do you have any recommendations of where you should go to kind of get that started if you're not too tech savvy? SEO is a YouTube
3: and Google. Yeah. That's the only thing we if you have the time and you want to learn it, you could learn anything from YouTube, honestly. Um, I don't have any reading recommendations for SEO. I'm sure you could just type in SEO, whatever. We actually just had our SEO guide teach our students for free, like 30, it was an hour actually. He came and just dropped all the game he had for our students free of charge. And um, it's like a lot of things you could kind of do on your own. So um, a lot of things we didn't know that we actually learned that we pay him to do right now. But um, yeah, finding, also finding a good SEO person is challenging too, because everyone says they know it, but no one can really get you those results that they say they're going to get you because it's a long-term game. Right. And the results take long to see.
1: That's the other thing. It's not like a month or it may not even be three months. You know, sometimes it just takes the compound. So that's the other part of
3: SEO.
4: Yeah. I'm glad you said that too, though. Yeah, that compound effect. Because a lot of times, even with this internet space, we see things happening so quickly Mm -hmm. Mm that we don't understand that a lot of times this thing it takes time. It don't happen overnight. Exactly. Even with us building our social media page, yeah, we have that following out, but you had to be consistent in order to get that. And a lot of people, a lot of times, they'll get started and they won't remain consistent because they don't see those results immediately. So I commend y'all for teaching y'all students that and just giving the game just now that, hey, if you're trying and you're starting off, y'all just be patient, be consistent, and it's gonna come through.
3: And that's the same thing with any business. The first year we started the same amount of, like we said, the person we just spoke about, you know, that person blew us out the water. It wasn't a competition, but you kind of have that mentality.
1: Damn, what we doing? And then when you hear what she's doing, I'm like, yeah, no, that ain't, I don't don't think we're going to be able to (laughs) hear
3: And it was kind of like, we wanted to, we wanted to compete with the people in our area, but we weren't at the same lanes. She didn't, she had the resources that we didn't know about at the time. And then now we have the resources that other people don't know about. That's why we share it because it's, it's a long-term game. That first year was horrible. The second year, we doubled our revenue. Yeah. And the third year, we're going to do what we did the first two years combined. So it's a long-term game. Right. And just like with any business, you may not see that ROI immediately. Yeah. But if you keep doing it, you'll start seeing some return, just like the gym and anything else that kind of work, you need to work for.
1: Right, because we started in November 2017, and in August 2018, the number, like, we were low. We like, should we continue with this? We were was, really was considering, then. like, uh, I don't know if we should continue with this business because this is not going well. And then... By the end of that year? By the end of the year, we started killing, like, October, September, October, things started picking up and just been picking up from there.
3: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. So you do go through those bumps, and you just got to ride it. I know you guys seen that. that does that mean this is life of an entrepreneur? And it's like yeah. oh my god things are going great oh my god i hate my life oh my god should i still be so it's just like that with any business honestly it's a headache but then you and get to avoid
0: it that's that's the worst part about entrepreneurship honestly but it's all kind of the best part at the same time like those low lows make the high highs so much sweeter
3: oh yeah
4: <laughs> and i'm glad y'all kind of brought that up because that was going to be my next question is what was something the most challenging part about that business because I know you both said y'all didn't have any type of entrepreneurial uh, ventures before then. So mm-hmm. what was one of the most challenging parts about owning a business for you guys?
1: Um, I think figuring out our roles at the beginning yeah. was hard. As to so like, who's doing what, who, how involved, you know what I mean? Because just because he was in the, because he's in IT, then he does everything on the computer. So like getting the website up, things like that. and so. beginning it was all him because we have no business you know no customers right now so everything is falling on him right and so i think figuring out our roles and like okay i deal better with customers so speaking to them and i'll do the interviewing of finding contractors and you know he'll post in the facebook groups but if he sees a good one he'll send it to me so i think finding that balance and also not letting things go wrong in the business affect our relationship yeah i think it was important as well because you get annoyed as hell from things in the business and now you arguing with each other over something that really doesn't has nothing to do with you guys. That's not really personal. So figuring that out, when we realize that like Valentine's Day this year, we had something, we like, all right, we going out. Like, you know, mm-hmm. let's this we handle this, let's let's go out now. Like, so I think that's been and I would say, say just
3: trying to get out those lows and not quitting when you get out of those lows. Right. I would say we had a very high high right now, but I can see it it's a low because before COVID, things were really well. We had just enough business where, you know. We had hit
1: our highest month in January. Yeah,
3: things right. were going very well. And then COVID hit. It was like, we just saw the numbers going down, down. So right. March was a really bad month. Yeah. But but mind you, it was still higher than. Last March. Yeah. March before that. But it just was such a cut from January.
1: So it felt like, damn, what's happening? And then May, things have been getting better and better back to like January numbers so now
3: we're at that we're at very high numbers but now we got to go back to finding good contractors and so we're yeah. getting more involved in that, that part of the business where we want to get out of so, it was like he said we had a, um, a virtual, virtual assistant, assistant
1: answering the phone but with COVID we try to cut costs everywhere so we've been answering it and we're like we got to get back to them answering this phone because <laughs> yeah you know we're obviously we still have our nine-to-fives and stuff like that investment probably is a lot of things happening and we're like we can't just keep putting on because it's like you answer the phone. No, I'm
3: you. Answer yeah. the phone. Like, So figuring that out as well. And then also in to just that, <laughs> that revenue part of it is that you hire someone to manage the business, but you take less money because you're hiring people to run the business. So getting back to that point where we were, we was like, all right, we're going to automate this. We're going to hire people. Yeah. But now we're getting all that money to ourselves. It's like, we can do it. <laughs> we can do another month of this. We can do another month. <laughs> Right. It just becomes challenging. Like today, it was just like, I want to quit. Oh, yeah. Because
1: like, I still do a lot of time. I'm working census right now. So I just worked in, right before the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, he's at home. He's like, I need help. And I called him, like, what do you need help with? Just speaking to one. I was like, call her. Like, what do you need help? We don't need help. Just, you know, just call her. But, you know, finding that balance. Sometimes it feels overwhelming when it's just one person doing it.
0: Yeah, so. big thing. So y'all mentioned y'all group a couple of times. I don't want to pass off a of cleaning before y'all talk about that. Uh, could y'all tell people a little bit more about y'all group and like how they could get involved in it?
1: Okay, so we started a six-figure cleaning business course. We sell a course, I'm sorry. And this way that people can basically do what we did and do it on their own. They go at their own pace. It's about an hour and a half, two hours long. And we also give you the contract, we give you everything. Contracts for commercial, if you want, things like that. The we scripts, do. we,
3: pretty much everything we use, the, our yeah, scripts
1: questions, that we facts, use. For interviewing, everything like that we provide you with. Along with that, we started our community because we were getting DMs, DMs with questions. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, some of the questions are the same. Some is like, did they even read through this? Like, So we started a community so that we, on Slack, and so this way they have access to us right away. And so if they have a question we can answer or it's, you know, accountability as well. So it's a group of people responding as well. So, you know, we have the people that bought the course and then the people that took a little further and
3: are in the community where we speak, like texting all day, every day. If they And the reason for the course was when we started posting more about it, about the business that we had, people started asking questions. Right. We we didn't know that there was a market there. So we said, let's do a little IGTV. Let's do a live. Um, Let's do a live and just say, hey, we're going to start talking about our cleaning business and see where it goes.
1: Yeah. He was like, he was like, let's do a course. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, if you could get 10 sales, then we would consider.
3: So we didn't have a course. We did an IG live. We was like, listen, we're going to do this course. What I did, I created a quick Canva. I was like, I'm going to create this course. Yeah. And if you buy the course, then, you know, you get a free consultation with us. If you pre-order if you before you, pre-ordered you the course, So we at that point, we didn't drop it. We just had it up. He was like, let's see how it goes.
1: And then we were in the live and he dropped it. We started getting sales right then and there, right then and
3: there. And so now- so we, we had have, over 50 pre-sales before we yeah. dropped it. so, and so like, we dropped
1: that June 1st. And now we've had about like, I don't know, 270 people that's bought the course by now. Yeah. So I guess it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then also, it was kind of all the resources that we wish we had from day one. So right. when I said I was hitting the guy up, I was asking questions, I was Googling. Mm-hmm. I was taking all that information that we had Fine. to find on our own in the time that we put. We said, listen, let's put it in one spot for everyone. All the stuff we wish we had day one. And that's pretty much what the course um, consists of.
1: Yeah, and we still, like, even though we only do cleaning business, it's still basically marketed as a service-based course yeah so if you want to do lawn you want to do painting whatever you still
3: can handyman movers. yes i'll have ideas i want to start a moving company it's the same exact concept that we used to start the cleaning business start the moving company start the lawn care start the pool care start Mm -hmm. the car detailing so we got people in different industries taking the Mm -hmm. same concepts and just you know applying it to what they already want to do right
4: Hey, that's dope. That's really dope. I like that y'all came up with a model that's really a transparent. Yeah, model. like it's a franchise model, but for like y'all said, service-based businesses. That's dope. If y'all got one, y'all don't want to do all the work, y'all definitely, definitely check that out. We got a lot of
3: people that just ask questions about that too. Like I have a cleaning business, so I have this business, will it apply? It's like, if it's a local business, it can apply. In a local business, anything that's done physical, manual labor locally, so.
0: Thanks. Okay, so now I'm wondering, Y'all got the cleaning business. Y'all got that rolling. When did the car rental business come into play? Because I know you said you were renting your car, but you said y'all also have a car
3: rental business. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, we were renting our car. That was the first idea around it. When yeah. We...
1: So he was renting on Turo. That was for a year. So yeah. 2017 and 2018. And then the car rental business technically is with uh, another company, with Hire Car, instead, mm-hmm. of, instead of Turo. And we started that this year. We bought a new car. Not new. Sorry. A used car in February or March of this year. And then we put it on this platform. And hire is different because people use it mostly that are working for Uber and Lyft and just don't have a car. Yeah. Or they have Uber Eats or whatever. And they don't own a car. So they rent a car out, essentially. And so we've had people, I mean, the car has been rented for the longest. Like now, right now, I think it's been two months. That he hasn't,
3: he, the guy that has it has it for like three months. Oh, three months now. Yeah. So Brian, infamous CPA, dope. He's frat. He dropped a course about car businesses Mm -hmm. and I hit him up. I was like, I was like, wait, I did this. I was like, that could have been, I didn't, we were in pain of debt. I didn't think about it as a business then. I was like, Mm -hmm. it's making us money. I was like, wait, we could actually turn this into a business. So we copped the course. We did a consultation with him. It was one of his first buys and he was kind of walking us through what the course would look like. And then I was like, oh, we could do this. So we ended up buying a car. And like you said, it's been running it out ever since.
1: Yeah. And you market, I mean, just like Turo, you put it at your price. Of course, the company takes a percentage and stuff, but it's still, you know, enough money for us. <laughs> yeah. Because we bought it.
3: Um, I mean, some people, you know, lease it, whatever. We just paid it all out, Out bought it all. So Cause at one point we had two cars and then her car died originally. Yeah. So um, we never bought a, We never bought her another car, but if we did need that other car, you know, it's out in the streets right now, but if we needed it, we could always bring it back in the house.
0: Mm-hmm. We got the course too. We actually got to rent a rental car, on hire a car. Oh, nice. Dope, dope.
1: <laughs> there you go, good.
3: <laughs> so that's what he he's yeah. saying. he want to get more. I'm yeah, like, I want to build the <laughs> fleet out. She's like, we got so much stuff going on. <laughs> it's all about scale. It's all about growth, so. I was like, one car is not going to make you rich, but maybe 10 cars will.
4: I'm telling you, man. Man. So I also like how you guys work together. And I know we've done this webinar maybe like what, three, three, three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Uh, and it was like awesome. this on the power of partnerships. And the way whenever you were speaking about your business, how, you know, you were saying we have to find our roles. Yeah. I really like how y'all are able to distinguish that and say, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to help you out with my strengths. I'm going to play to my strengths because I know a lot of times whenever there's teams, sometimes people don't understand how to play their role Mm -hmm. or how, hey, you're really good at this. You don't need to be over here doing this. Like Sometimes they want to learn and do everything like that. So I just wanted to say I really admire that y'all work together so well and complement each other. Y'all are able to just make everything work so easily for each other. Yeah, man, there's only two of us. Day? So, what did you say? Oh. Y'all think being married helped
0: that or made it? <laughs> <home>.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's marriage or I don't know. Would it be the same with his boyfriend and girlfriend? I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell, tell
3: you. But <laughs> I think I know it's a lot easier having two of us than four of you guys. So I commend you guys kind of doing that. And it because like you said, the power of partnership. You know, we we try to find our strengths. We try to know what our weaknesses are, and don't try to overstep our boundaries. Right.
1: And then I think also knowing each other as well and knowing when too much is too much and like, okay, just relax. It's going to be okay. Like I can handle this or like, let's separate and talk about it after because it's getting too heated for no reason. Like I said, not letting the business come into our personal life, you know, realizing that. And so I think that that's the way it's able to work for us, you know, cause he, you know, he does stuff and I'm like, okay, you're in the office right here. i like, you're there too long. <laughs> like, we, me and Boo was out here in the living room, like, it's time to come outside to watch TV Be with the family. or something like that. He's like, all right, you're right. You know, so I think things like that and communicating and stuff like that. And, and I, I think, think
3: that partnerships is just a cheat code to, like, starting businesses. I think mm-hmm. when you have people that you can bounce ideas off of, you know, right. we got people that's like, oh, it's me and my spouse or me and my boy or me and my friend. It's like, you know, I'm scared to start the business. Like, that's the best thing to do because you guys have but listen ideas. if you don't trust them don't do it <laughs> if, you, if you if you know from the
1: beginning that yes. you know your personalities may not get along yes. or you guys always see things differently then I wouldn't go into a business with yeah. somebody like that like you still be my friend but we don't need to go into business.
3: I got friends like I would that. definitely start businesses with. And I got friends that I probably wouldn't start businesses right. with. and that's fine. But having that partnership, bouncing ideas off, bouncing challenges, hey, I need you to do that because I can't do it. I'm sick, I'm not feeling, it. I family things. Yeah. So having that partnership, I feel like like you guys said, it's definitely powerful.
4: Message. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all better stop win. listening to these people and say you <laughs> can win together.
0: Oh man, I hate when black folks say that shit. Oh, you know, you can't work with black folks and all that type of stuff. Yeah, we got to get out of that mentality. We spoke
3: about this last time, man. I think, but the good thing about it is that we are starting to do it more often. And like you guys, it's four of you guys doing this now, I'm sure there's people in the background that do things that's not on the camera right now, but you guys are showing us that it's possible because you're doing it. That's the biggest thing. You guys are doing it. Right. So you guys are showing us that it's possible. And I'm sure you guys fight in this arguments, but at the end of the day, it's you still driving yeah. and the end result is still happening. And that's what we say, the biggest thing when we tell people when
1: they're like, well i don't want to pay my debt like this or should i do exactly like you guys We're like you don't have to do it like us we're just kind of letting you know that it's possible that you can do it there's tools out there we can help you we can assist you in any way but as long as you get it done or you're working towards something then it's fine it doesn't need to look like exactly what we do it
4: yeah so. i do have a question so y'all you guys were featured on good morning america how did that come about
3: <laughs> um, what's the name of the... Okay. Black Enterprise. Yeah, so we were on Black Enterprise. Shout out to um, our publicist, which we do have one now. Yeah. Hey, Valerie. Yes, and she... That article... I don't remember when that article posted. I don't think it posted
1: this year. I'm not sure. But when we asked him... when would be Hot years. Did, no, no, no.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag... Did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know.
1: But anyway, we asked them more America how did they find us? They said through that article. Um, that's how they found us. I mean, I was like, okay, but at that time we had on Instagram we had like about two thousand or three thousand followers. So we're like, okay, like, like you know how they say you know, your name is in places that you've never been or you, you know, that you're not hearing about so we're like fine. So they called us and like came the next day to tape everything. And that was interesting because that went,
3: our cousin, who's now our publisher, she does it this full time, but she was like, You guys need to start telling your story more. And right. we started our Instagram page, The Heart Trimony, just to like tell our story, but it was kind of like, Hey, whatever. And she's like, Tell your story more. I'm going to throw it. And she started throwing it out to people like, Hey, it's a black couple who's paid off debt or paying off debt. And Black Enterprise was like, Hey, we want you guys in it. And then um, Good Morning America called us. We was like, Huh? What? Yeah, we got an email. And I'm like, Look, look, look like, Who was his name? Who was his name? Girl, how did they
1: find us? She said she was the intern worker. We're like, oh, Okay, right, I don't whatever. Know. We called her up and she was like, Yeah, we can get somebody out tomorrow. I was like, We live in Dallas. She's like, Yeah, we have people all over. I'm like, Okay.
3: Yeah, that whole thing happened when they had yeah. um, Bad Boys 3 had drops. So Will Smith was, and Amari uh, was on the show.
1: That's the thing with live TV. They said that
3: we was, were going to be oh, live. Yeah. They
1: said it was going to air that day. They was like, But we're not sure because if something happens, we'll we'll bump so We it. was
3: posting it. We was hyped. <laughs> and it was like,
1: Oh, let's do it. They came and recorded us and filmed us. And then they bumped it that, that day that it. it was supposed to happen. And then I think a week or two weeks later, it ended. As long as it aired, it was fine. So it was fun. It was fun
3: for us. Yeah, that's crazy.
4: That's yeah. really really dope. Hey, I love it. Hey, ask y'all cousin if she needs some more clients too.
3: Yeah. well, she started. First, a look, a look, it goes to the power of partnership. We yeah. are her first paying client because yeah. of- we forced it. We're like, we were like, yeah. you got to start your business. Like, we're doing this for free. We love it. You're getting people in Vogue and Essence. But he's like, yo, start a business. This is now a business. She was worried that. She wasn't gonna be able to get people where they wanted to be. She's yeah, like, because she's
1: really her, she's really into fashion, really. Yeah. And so for us, we were like her first people like pitching outside of that. And so she was like, I'm not sure, blah blah blah. And so
3: now she was like, Listen, you start your business, we're gonna be your first paying customers. And she started a business, she came back. I was like, Hey, thank you guys. You know, we're gonna be your first paying customers, let's do it. So now she has a few customers yeah, that are actually like paying
0: more, her. Like, it's
4: customers. a business, mm-hmm. yeah. power and partnership, trusting each other, man.
0: And that, that's group economics.
4: Yeah, like, finest. exactly <laughs> important, like, y'all believed in her. And now, for that, like, she's starting to thrive and flourish. So like you said, that group economics yeah, is finest, beautiful. Bro. Like, you use it. I like
0: that example of group economics, because a lot of people, we always shy away from doing it with people we know. Like, we don't want to yeah. involve people we know personally. But that's mm-hmm. the best way to get it started, like we was talking about earlier. Just, like, mm-hmm. investing in the people around you and making them see their own
3: value. Right. That's right. yeah, major, one of my bros, he does poetry. And um, I'm like, I randomly thought about him one day and I called him, I was like, yo bro, do you sell your poetry? He's like, nah, I never thought about it. I was like, all right, cool, here's what you do. I told him how to make an ebook. I told him I to get it online, he posted it. And he got like hundred sales like his first day. And he like, yo bro, I appreciate it. I don't know what made me think about him, but it was like, yo, we gotta start believing in each other, man, and start monetizing our gifts, which is amazing.
4: Hey, I Beautiful.
0: love it, I love, I love it too, man. So Y'all, we gonna to pivot to the last segment of the show. We want to ask y'all, what's something that y'all seen on y'all timeline on y'all social media that y'all want to talk about? Uh we some gentlemen on the BWR, so we gonna ask the misses to go first. Oh,
2: I
1: drink her. my water. I'm trying to think who. Oh God, let me see.
4: <laughs> you didn't put That's a lot on.
1: Here. <laughs> let me I'm see sorry. See,
3: um, your talking is different from my time. Yeah, I'm thinking about, about Mulatto right now.
2: <laughs>
1: you want to talk about Mulatto? Are you talking about her first? Gonna talk about her? I am going to talk about with it, but I used to watch her on the show Lifetime when she was on Jeremy Dupree and Everybody to see her from, back, from there to now. Huh? Yeah, yeah.
0: She grew up like fast. Like, I didn't realize that. Very fast. <laughs> like, that went from like, I remember seeing that show, like, she was like a little 14 year old girl. not like, she's yeah. a grown woman.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was scrolling on
3: her timeline. I went all the way back and I'm like, <laughs> this can't be the same girl. I'm like, yes, mind man. you, I just saw mulatto for the first time yesterday, which I realized was With the, the, the same freestyle. mulatto, which yeah. is the same mulatto from the rap game that I was watching.
1: <laughs> um but let me see. I'm thinking about Danielle. I don't know if you guys know Danielle. She sells her courses. What's Danielle her Leslie. Danielle Leslie. She sells courses at a high premium. And so she was on our timeline and She like her first course started out like two thousand, and now she's selling courses for like ten thousand. Yeah, and she's selling. Yeah. So I think about every time she is my timeline. I'm like, girl. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking about right now.
3: Danielle Leslie, she's dope. We bought her first course for 1997, Mm -hmm. and it was a course to teach you how to monetize your gifts. And mind you, we bought to make a course online, really. So we bought this course. I didn't. We didn't do anything with it. We got halfway through. We we did the course. But we didn't. We didn't (laughs) execute it. So a year later from that course, we've made $30,000, $40,000 online monetizing our gifts. Right. And that kind of shows yeah. you that. Because we didn't
1: do it exactly the way that she did. So at one point, we're like, damn, was it a waste? And we're like, no, because we didn't take that course, we wouldn't even have thought outside of that. So that's another thing. Just, you know, yeah, it wasn't exactly how she said, but she still like paved the way in a way for us. So
3: yeah. that's what I'm thinking about. But what do you have um, on the timeline? I, there was this, I just randomly came across this page on Twitter and it was like, I saw somebody, they were rebuttaling somebody else's comment. It was like, the sky is blue. And it was like, no, it's not, it's red right now. It was like, okay. I don't know how I came across that. So I clicked the page, and this page, only RTs hate. Like, they're going to go on Mm -hmm. your page, and they're going to rebuttal anything you say. So I'm like, Blackwell, Renaissance is the best podcast. No, it's not. (laughs) Iron Man is the best superhero. No, he's not. I'm like, so you are just trolling. I'm like, you Mm -hmm. wasting valuable time of your day just to troll other people, man. And that was it. That upset me this morning.
4: But yeah, I was like, I blocked, I it, now, I blocked I it, I, I see it a lot too, level. and That shit pisses me off. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you really took the time out to type this bullshit to
1: me? It is ridiculous, man. I'm like, we you got know, so that's much. How it is? People are negative. I, I mean, people are just negative. For me, I'm just like, whatever. And he'd be like, look at this person. I'm like, I'm, we was. I,
3: I'm not looking at them. We I was on mean, Angela was Simmons. Simmons. Angela Simmons. She does this fitness class. We was on it like IGTV. Oh, yeah. It was live. It was live. Yeah. So. There's people in there, like, they're in her fitness class watching her work out, throwing, sh- like, talking shade, throwing shit out. I'm like,
1: oh, I thought you could work out. Why is the baby crying in the back? Like, all of these negative comments do a lot. I'm like, are you working out? Are like, you like- <laughs> so...
3: Trolls, man, they're everywhere. Protect your energy, protect your space. That was a good one right there. Yeah.
4: <laughs> For real, though, like, protect don't let them energy. people on the internet upset you.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know you guys get it all the time, man. I don't even want to talk hey, bro, about it. I, I promise you.
0: People be thinking, like, we, we get into all that shit. Bro, we have removed ourselves from that. Exactly. We start seeing some trolls. Look, I look at two, three words, and look like you're trolling. I'm not even paying you no <laughs> <laughs> right? you don't don't right? even
3: pay attention to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we want to thank y'all so much for coming on the podcast. This has been such a dope episode. Could y'all let the people know like, uh, how they can follow you, how they can reach out to you if they need to have any
4: questions? How they can buy the course, yeah. how they can join the group, whatever. So
1: you can find us on the Hartrimony on Instagram. It's the H-A-R-T-R-I-M-O-N-Y. And that's a play on our last name in matrimony. all and matrimony became Hartrimony. We do not have a website yet, hopefully before we the year said is over. It don't matter. It got started. <laughs> last so podcast we said, that. don't matter. It got started. We, get closer. We, get closer. we get closer. Hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have that. But if you go onto our page, you can pick our link tree and we have all of our courses and everything in there. And we actually just hit 10,000 followers today, today. So we're excited um, about that. That's a big milestone yeah. for yeah. us. Um, like I said, so our yeah. first
3: two years, we, had, we started 2017. It took us three years to get 2,000 followers and then We
1: started and stopped. We weren't, we like, wasn't serious about it. And then like the middle of last year, we started taking it seriously. And then the beginning of this year, we're like, all right, let's really see how we can, you know, monetize and really expand on Instagram since we're on there. We have the content. So that's what we did and so here we are thank appreciate you, you guys <laughs> sharing our
3: story and allowing us on your, your platform and your podcast yeah
0: oh it's no thank y'all man yeah, yeah. y'all y'all a beautiful shining example of what we need to see bro so <laughs> yeah thank, thank y'all thank, thank y'all, y'all for what treat. y'all
3: doing appreciate it
4: thank you what well, well before we would close out the podcast we're going to get into a few house cleaning notes we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners who come in week in and week out staying with us sharing it telling your friends your family helping us grow, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we want to say thank you for purchasing our book. If you've purchased it, if you haven't purchased it, go get it. Manage your money like the 1%. It's in the show notes. Yeah, uh, look, I'm gonna get a copy of No,
3: oh, man, look. I got
4: it, I got it right here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know
0: how we be in the BWR. But uh, also, y'all, like Jalen was saying, thank y'all so much for tuning in week in and week out. Make sure y'all continue to like, rate share subscribe it helps us grow uh we m- growing our youtube channel so y'all make sure y'all check out the podcast on youtube we dropping yeah. episodes and mini clips every week Then y'all just be on the lookout for what we got coming out well on that note y'all this is black wolf renaissance signing out peace, peace.
3: I got money on my mind, I'm just trying to get some dough I ain't picking up my lot, unless it's money on the phone Gotta get it on the daily, all I want is dubs, you know what I'm on I've been chasing after paper, all I know is run money marathon.
2: With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com, code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply.
4: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
2: This is ludicrous.
4: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't
0: panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm.
4: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.